Welcome to Alps In Brief, the Alps Risk Management Podcast. We're recording here at Alps Home Office in the historic Florence Building in downtown Missoula, Montana. I'm Mark Bassingthwaite, the Alps Risk Manager, and I have the pleasure of sitting down today with Alps Claims Attorney John Reese. John, before we get into some discussions here, can you tell our audience just briefly a little bit of your background here at Alps? I've been here eight years. Before that, I was in private practice in Washington State for about five years. And then before that, I was in Oregon as a prosecuting attorney. Ah, interesting. Very good. Very good. Both of us, in, in terms of the roles that, that we're in, uh, get some common questions, which is just concerning, you know, I think I might have made a mistake. You know, there's a problem out here. Sort of what happens? What do I need to do? What should I do? So I, the idea today is just to have some discussions about sort of the claims uh, process. Uh, if I am an attorney, and I'm concerned that a mistake has happened. Can you kind of talk me through just what the basic reporting requirements are? When, when do I need to report this? How do I, you see where I'm going? It's just, I, I don't even know. Yeah, we have in the past, and this is changing uh, starting next year, we have in the past asked for attorneys to give us notice as soon as reasonably possible. Okay. Uh, and like all attorneys, reasonable except for interpretation. Right. So right. now we've changed that, or we are changing it to immediately notify us. Okay. But basically, I always tell attorneys when they call, inevitably they'll say, you know, I'm not, I wasn't sure if I should report this or not, because it's not a claim yet. Sometimes there are claims, they're just flat out, you know, I missed the statute, but right. I had to tell right. my client. Of course. But sometimes, you know, it's a little more in the gray area. Uh, I've just lost a summary judgment motion. Is that a claim? I may have forgotten to list an expert is that a claim and so I always advise people that it is a claim as soon as you think it's a claim uh, if you're thinking about whether or not to report it you should just default and automatically report it yeah yeah and not wait to see if it develops into an actual malpractice claim because there's a lot of problems if you wait there's always the problem that down the road someone will accuse you of having knowledge of it and not telling right. Alps right yeah. and Nobody wants to fight over that. Alps doesn't want to, and we'd rather you just tell us up front, and it doesn't uh, doesn't hurt you any. So you might as well tell us as soon as you think it's yeah. a, a possible claim. Right. I, I I mean a takeaway for me here is you know some people just assume I don't have a claim until I've been sued, and that's not really what this is about. You know, it, it's it's about awareness, and and I, I like you know the people. If you have questions or concerns, just call us. You know, we'll yeah. sit down and work through it. And I think just as a side note, we don't open everything that is reported as a claim. Right. There, would you explain that just briefly? Yeah, we have the choice. Sometimes someone will call in and it's clearly not a claim or even a potential claim. Uh -huh. And so we don't even open anything. We just put a note in the file. Other times, it's maybe many years down the road it could turn into a claim or not. And we'll open those as circumstances. Okay. And the circumstance, we don't report it to, when you, when you go to another insurance company, heaven forbid, uh, we don't report those. And so it's just an internal notation. And if it does develop into a claim, we can turn it into a claim down the road. But it's just an internal, uh, we call them circumstances. Sometimes you'll see that some insurance companies say, we don't require you to report circumstances. And so basically what they're saying is, we don't require 
know, notify us of, notify us of things that are not actual claims, which we think is problematic, and so that's why we ask you to report even potential claims, what we call circumstances. And it seems to me the value of that is we're just going to pin down coverage. Yeah. And, and we've exactly. taken care of our reporting requirements just in case, right. you know, it's a little money. So, okay, okay. So, I've had a call with you, or someone has chatted with me, and, and the decision is, okay, this is something that should be reported. How, is there a formal process that I need to go through to, to formally report a claim? Required in writing, uh, we don't have a form. A lot of people call and ask, is there a you know, form we have to fill out? Right. There's no form. Uh, oftentimes, it's best you just call us first, and we'll kind of give you an idea of what we want. Okay. So you're not uh, sitting down and writing a 10-page letter that doesn't really help us that much. Uh, we just require written notice. That just basically puts us on notice of what the issues are. So mm -hmm. has what has been missed, what's being alleged, who the client is, when did this happen. So it could be as short as a paragraph, uh, depending on what the error is, uh, or potential error. So you're talking about writing. Can I do this even via email? Email's fine. Uh, fax, email, regular mail. Okay, very good. Now you and I both know that we, we get these questions a lot too. Um, are you guys gonna raise my rates? You know, this kind of thing. Is there an impact? Um, you know, how, what happens? How does Alps deal with the fact that a claim has been reported and you know, when we think about underwriting rates, those kinds of things going forward? Yeah, there's no impact on your rates, future rates, uh, for just reporting claims. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, there's probably, I would consider it to be more of a benefit to you as far as underwriting that you're more cautious than the average person if you, yeah. you know, call in something that's maybe not a claim, at least it shows that you're thinking about the issue. Uh, it's much better than the other way uh, if you call us uh, <laughs> six months after the claim has been made. Right. So it's, if anything, I think it helps your future rates. There's no formula that really takes it into consideration. It all goes into the uh, black magic of underwriting, but so, no, there's no direct impact on your rates. So what I'm hearing is if I report a claim, you guys uh, do your thing in claims and, and provide excellent customer service, and, and uh, the, the claim goes away. I'm successfully defended. I'm hearing that that's really not going to be a problem. But how about okay, I've blown a statute and there is a significant loss here. Let's say you know there's a $300,000 loss and I don't know, 50 grand or something in defense costs, these kinds of things. Is, is that a similar outcome or just what happens rate-wise there? Yeah, the first thing that happens is you're there's a surcharge. Anything over $30,000 is surcharged. Whether it's loss or right, defense? Loss or expense. Okay, okay. So that covers quite a, I don't know what the exact number is, but the majority of claims are probably in the surcharge level. A fair number don't ever get to that high of a mm -hmm. number. It's, okay. uh, we can resolve them for next to nothing uh, or nothing at all. So the ones that go over 30000 the surcharge it's relatively small. It's half the basic basic rate, which is nineteen hundred. So it's a nine hundred fifty dollar pre surcharge, but that's added into the formula you know, midway through. So the final okay. numbers could be higher than that. Okay. Are there any obligations that I have under a policy when a claim arises? I mean, well, the only real obligation is you have to report it. Okay. And uh, it will be that when the new policies go into effect beginning next year. 
you have to immediately notify ALPS as soon as you become aware of a potential or actual claim. So that's your only requirement is to immediately notify us. Uh, we're at, all of the claims attorneys have cell phones. We take calls 24 hours a day. So there's really no reason. Sometimes people say, oh, this came in over the weekend. <clears throat> you could call us on the weekend. But, but it, I, I get that I need to report the claim, but how about as you handle the claim and go through the process? Do uh, I have obligations uh, along those lines? Yeah, well, you have to. The first thing that we'll tell you after you report the claim, if it is a, a claim, it's not just a potential claim or circumstance, uh, we'll ask for a complete copy of your file. And so that'll be the first, probably the, the biggest task you have as an insured is copying a file. Right. Which depending on the, the importance the, of file maintenance right. and keeping files. but Yeah, and it depends. Uh, you know, some people or some firms and some attorneys have a lot better record keeping procedures than others. So for some people, it's not a big deal. Yeah. They could just hit a button, copy it to a memory stick, mail it to us. Other people, you know, the banker box is scattered through several offices. Uh, papers are loose. They're different sizes. So it's that's a little, I understand that's a bigger task. And some files are just plain huge. Uh, they can take, you know, a whole room. Uh, so it's, if that's the case, sometimes we can limit it down or limit the request. Just give us the pleadings for an hour. Just give us the correspondence for now. And then we'll, just enough to get us going or the, uh, I guess the flip side would be if we usually err on the side of just getting everything. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's just like when you get a new claim or a new case as a lawyer, you want all the information. Or in discovery, you want all the information. You don't want just uh, what the little bits that they give you. So it, uh, if there's too much there, we'll let you know and we can send it back or just tell, us, tell you not to send it to us to begin with. And do you prefer that digitally? It's a lot easier for us if it's yeah. digitally. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they, I guess the downside of digitally, sometimes people copy a file, you know, if there's several hundred thousands, well, multiples of thousands of pages, if it just goes from one to 10,000, it's a little hard to sort through, but uh, <laughs> we manage really it. I can imagine that one. Yeah, it, it, it happens a lot, so we've gotten pretty good at going through and sorting it out. Okay. And most okay. files are, uh, even you know, poorly, I'd say poorly kept. If some files are better kept than others, but all files have some natural order to them. Yeah. Pleadings, correspondence, notes, so you can sort of, there's a predictable outcome to each one. Going back to this sort of example of blowing a statute or something, so I, mean, I, so I, I realize, oh my gosh, I really have made a mistake here, a misstep here, and, and, and this is going to be a malpractice claim. Uh, do you have any thoughts or advice that you would share in terms of what do I do with my client? Should I just run out, fall on my sword, and say, you know, oh, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, you know, I'll, I'll make it right. I mean, how? What is your advice to kind of walk through that that issue of, of client information or management? Yeah, that's a tricky one. I knock on wood, I never had to deal with that as when I was in private practice, so I can understand that's a difficult situation and you want to most I think most attorneys really want to tell the their client I'll make it right or they feel bad you know if there's a missed statute of limitations for example they feel bad inevitably they know it I mean even if it's you know any error I guess the attorney feels bad it's then the next question is well how how do I communicate that to the insured right 
or not to the to the client. And I always, we, well, I guess we all tell the insureds that you you can be honest with them and tell them that the mistake was made. The only thing you can't do <clears throat> is tell them that the insurance company will pay you a certain amount or that the right. insurance company yes. will fix it somehow. You, you have to limit it to just, you know, I made a mistake, uh, here's what the error was. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't say, and you've been damaged in the amount of X dollars <laughs> and just right. call up John and he'll cut you the check yeah. on Monday. So there's a statute in the policy it requires the insured to cooperate with Alps and part of that is to not uh, undertake any debts or any obligations with your client. Okay. So you have to, within that limitation though, you can pretty much tell your client anything uh, that you feel is necessary, uh, that you feel bad, uh, you wish it had never happened, uh, all of that's fine. It, it will come back in your deposition, so you have to be aware of that. That they'll, If you say that you feel bad and you wish it had never happened, you'll be asked about that, so keep that in mind. But I think the best, the best advice is just to tell them as succinctly as possible, uh, I've made an error, your right. case is no longer viable, I've reported this to my insurance carrier, please call, uh, and here's the claim number, please call him or her uh, as soon as you can, yeah. and that's good enough. Well, my takeaway here is, you know, not to be afraid, if I, if I am concerned that I've made a misstep, um, just to call and, and talk to the people that are experienced at handling these kinds of things, and you will work with any of the attorneys calling in to try to understand is this reportable or not, understand, explain how the process works. Um, and the other takeaway that I have here is, hey, if I am afraid I've made a mistake, I want to call Alps first and have some discussions about how to handle this because I could get into some trouble um, in terms of just coverage issues and these kinds of things uh, if I'm, I, I, I want to be informed in other words. so. For those of you listening, any time a claim comes up, I would just, hey, call John, and he'll take you through the process. Well, John, thank you very much uh, for spending a little time. Uh, Thanks uh, to all of you for listening to our show. If any of you happen to have any questions about the issues we've discussed today, please don't hesitate to contact me at mbass at alpsnet.com. We'd love your feedback on the podcast, including other issues you'd like to hear us cover. Thanks again. It's been a pleasure.